1: the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello, and welcome to the following on podcast from Talksport. I'm John Norman, alongside Steve Harmison, looking back at day three at Edgbaston in the fifth Test match between India and England where possibly, despite more besto brilliance, India are moving themselves into an insurmountable position. You're listening to the following on podcast. So if you're listening to the show, you no doubt know by now that India ended day three, Batting out 45 overs of action, sedate style towards the end of what has been another pulsating day's play. England started it needing runs, needing to right the wrongs from day two. They did it as well, adding 200 for the loss of their last five wickets. The top line: Johnny Besto, his third century in succession and fifth in. 2022. Uh, alongside Ben Stokes with 25, Sam Billings 36 and uh, uh, even Matthew Potts with 19. Uh, England, uh, well, they didn't quite right the wrongs, but they gave themselves a chance. India's lead when they came out to bat in second innings, 132 runs and they lost uh, Shubham Gill early. Caught at uh, Zach Crawley for just four. England were on top and uh, bowling well, but India uh, managed to put together a partnership of 39 before Vihari became the second wicket to fall, caught on the drive. Um, and when Kohli went for just 20, 75 for 3 at that stage. England were just about in the contest. The lead of just over 200 and fresh in their mind, memories of chasing round 270, 280 against New Zealand. Uh, Unfortunately, from an English persuasion, at the end of day three, that lead had swelled up to 257. Pajara unbeaten, 50 not out. Rishabh Pant on 30. So England will have to come back on day four and uh, pray that they're batting by lunch. Seven wickets needed, a lead of 257, and plenty to discuss here on Following On. Story of the Day OK, homie, well, look, let's start off talking about the positives because, you know what, there were a lot of positives today. England adding 200 runs. Um, you know, their first their first five wickets went for, what was it, 83. They started the day 84 for five. They added exactly 200. Lost just five wickets. Um, let's start with the good because Bairstow once again. Um, I mean, it's incredible, isn't it? He's, we all know he scored three back-to-back centuries. We all know he scored a century against West Indies. We all know he scored a century against Australia. But do you know when he scored a century before then? He scored five in 2022. You've got to go back to 2018 since he last scored one. So, uh, you
0: know, that's, that's quite some turnaround. It is, but you've also got to look when you when you're talking like that. You've also got to look at what's happened with Johnny. He's been messed around, so it's a bit like the Moan Mo Ali situation. You know, Mo and Ali retired from well, he's moved away from Test match cricket because I'm not sure he got you know a fair crack of the whip and fully treated where he probably should have. You know, it was we've got a problem area. Moen or Johnny will fix it. We've got a problem area. Moen or Johnny will fix it. We've got nobody to bat three. Well, Johnny on bat three. We've got nobody to bat three in the subcontinent, and we need to get a second spinner in the side. So Moen will do it. And then we get our two spinners in the side that way. Now, so from that aspect, I can understand. I can understand if Johnny felt aggrieved about what had happened. That was part of the reason why I was saying once Joss had gone with the gloves, Johnny should take over from the gloves, gets Pope in the side, potentially gets Brooke in the side. And then from one to seven, we are ridiculously strong, powerful from one to seven. Um, But that hasn't happened. He's gone and batted at number five, got his 100 in Australia when he had been dropped, gets 100 in the Caribbean when, you know, we were at our sort of really lowest as an, an England cricket team and heads rolled after, or just before and just after that. And then Johnny's come in and I think by all accounts, he's been told, again, he's got to fight for his place. And I think he's come out and showed what a class performer he is. Um, he is a, I think he's a, I think he gets, I think he's a bit underrated when it comes to, or underappreciated, not underrated, underappreciated. I think all the talk of Stokes and and and, and Root, um, Broad Anderson, but you know, when Johnny performs, he, um, he stands up. And while well, when he needs to perform, he stands up and performs. I think he's been performing brilliantly over the course of the last, what, four test matches, five test matches in the Caribbean and here uh, to really cement his place.
1: Yeah, and he looks completely in control of his shots, doesn't he? In fact, the, the one shot that... The, the one time he didn't... I mean, it's not quite true because he, he played and missed... A fair amount. I mean, he was beaten essentially a fair amount at the start of the day, um, which is fine because the ball was moving around. Um, the conditions were really suiting the bowling. The, the, the ball was still new, and they are terrific bowlers, aren't they? And yesterday, you know, 12 from 47, I think he was. So he, he changed his game yesterday, knew there was much more importance on his wicket. But once he eased it through the eased up and he got comfortable, saw off the initial spells. You know, it was a kind of a glimpse of the Johnny Bairstow that we saw at Headingley and at Trent Bridge against, you know, a phenomenal attack. It was it was a slight surprise when he got out, you know. And again, you know, with this England team, we're going to do what this England team do. We'll talk about Ben Stokes in a second. But even the decision to go at Mohammed Shami, I just thought, you know, first ball of a new spell, Shami had been unlucky. He seems to be that kind of bowler. And you know, isn't there an argument that you just just have a little look to see what the bowlers doing before you try and smash him over long off? Because that's what Bairstow tried to do, and of course, on this occasion, Shami got the movement; the, the edge was taken, and it was a it was a decent catch by Kohli.
0: Yeah, but I think again, we just look. Yeah, I think this team, the way the mentality is, it, it just seems as though look an eye on their sword if the sword has fallen in in there uh, they're going to try and put pressure on the bowler coming into his first over his, uh, his first ball his first spell you look at richard pant big example why was it, why has he been so good across the, the last sort of 24 48 hours he's gone hard early in, in overs you watch him he's gone hard he's gone at the very first ball and when you have got big time big shot players like stokes and and and, and Bear Stoke, pant it's a little bit of a guessing game, but you're trying to put the pressure on the bowler first up. And I think that's what um that's what's happened. I think that the went to go hard early on in the over, and then all of a sudden the bowler's under pressure. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And and I look, I thought I think we've had some very we've had scores in this game where players have got, you know, decent sized scores. Pants got a big hundred. Esto's got a hundred, but I think we've seen some fantastic bowling in this game. I really have. That hasn't always been rewarded. Uh, Mohammed Shami's bowled unbelievably well. You know, Potts, well, pot, Potts went for a hundred and about twenty overs in that first innings, and I thought he bowled. I thought he bowled lovely. I watched. I sat right behind the bowler's arm. First spell of Stuart Broad yesterday morning, Friday morning. Bowled beautifully. So, it didn't get the look. Um, so. I think sometimes these batsmen now, especially the the powerful ones, the ones that sort of chance their arm a little bit, it's a little bit of a gamble and it's a little bit of a punt. I'm going hard at you in the early part of the over, and then let's see what you're made of. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, it didn't today. It worked for Pant yesterday.
1: But there are there is two ways to play a game, though, isn't there? And even of course the great, so are. even the great Australian and West Indies side would. You know, they would assess the situation at times, and India did that really well. You know, loads of time left in the game, um, and they essentially batted out the last hour, fifteen overs. Um, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't completely go slow. They still scored fifty runs, but they saw it out. They knew they just had to see it out. That was England had a little window when Virat Kohli was out. Lee was just past two hundred you know you, you you still feel you still feel uh, crazy though it is you still feel that england would would have a chance of chasing down a 300 score despite the fact that the ball is doing a lot more than it has done in any of the other three test matches um and that was that was a chance and so instead of just trying to bludgeon their way out of trouble which is what i am assuming england would do they they just played the percentages and look at the scoreboard rich pants still there and so is uh, so is and, and you'd have to say going into day four, India. are I don't know what the odds are, but I imagine they're probably eighty to eighty twenty on to win, eighty five to fifteen on to win.
0: I think they're more than that, to be honest. I said at the very start. Obviously, I was at edge baston for the first two days of the Test match, working on the hospitality with Ian Bell, and I'm I'm not happy to say this, but when we were asked nine o'clock on Friday morning, I said India would win because. Cool. You know the, to play a crowd, didn't you? Yeah, well, um, exactly. I was playing, and actually, I wasn't actually in the first part <laughs> of it because there wasn't as many Indian supporters in the gala, the um, the gala events box. It was, it was, it was more of a it was more of a patriotic home English crowd than it was Indian crowd. It wasn't a Saturday morning, but the whole set bowled by then. I told the world what was happening. I thought India would win because England had to make the game. I thought England would bowl first. And I thought if England had to chase more than 250, England would lose because of one man, and that would be Ravinda Jadeja. Because when you look at the games that England have won against New Zealand, there's a lot of luck went their where bowlers going down from New Zealand's point of view, and a Tom Noddy spinner who was not really in the game. Now Jadeja changes that altogether. Um, Pajara set anchor this afternoon and didn't what Pajara not England had a chance. The way I've seen it, I thought, even if England had batted quite well, I think England would have pulled out 50 runs short of India. I don't I don't think India, England would have gone on beyond India. I think they would have pulled out 50 runs. I think Ben and Brendan would have pulled out 50 runs short and said, right, I'm going to bowl you out for 200, chase 250, and we're going to give a, have a good crack at, at trying to win the game that way. Uh, but now I think it's 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 totally it's totally different. You know, concede 132 run lead, I think it was. I think there's only one there was only one winner in that. I think once the once the game gets past 250, 260, 270, I think because India have got an absolute gun spinner. Um, and I couldn't believe Ashwin didn't play, but once they've got once they've got that, it's a gun spinner, it's a different ball game altogether. This is a different attack. You know, Belly was uh, Ian Bell was of the opinion that India were undercooked, played a, a game against the John Smiths 11, West, you know, the, the Leicester Act, you know, a mixed team and a, a team that was like at the pub. These guys are never undercooked. They've just come off the back of an IPL. They are constantly under pressure from the minute they get out of bed of a morning. That's why, for me, I didn't believe that they were, they were underdone. Their bowlers would be hitting their straps. And if they had to have a if a 4th innings inch chase, which England were had, had to do because they're going to try, they need to win the game to go 2-2 in the series, then England needed to be chasing 150, 175. Once it was over 250, 225 and more, Judeja was going to be the, the trump card for India for me.
1: OK, so let's talk about Stokes. Let's talk about his dismissal. Because, you know, England came out there 84 for five, we've seen all summer that once the ball goes past 30 overs or so it does get a little bit easier um england had had a bit of fortune um they but they'd added 60 65 to their overnight score and since stokes had been dropped twice and then he's out right there is there is criticism though you know the reaction of the batter of the of stokes himself is that you know he's he can't believe it. You know he's lucks out. You know, and he's thinking, or his facial expression seems to suggest, ah, oh, it's a terrific catch by Boomer at mid-off, <laughs> and you know if that goes maybe a metre to the left of the fielder, it whistles away for four. I'm I'm unlucky, but essentially he's just been dropped by exactly the same fielder, exactly the same position, the ball before, and of course you only have to go back to heading no uh, yeah heading me when he was caught at well mid-off again from the bowling of neil wagner one ball after very close very nearly getting caught so and he'd been dropped at cover when he was on 18 as well so you know um look it's look it's, it's a debate it's a it's a conversation to have isn't it i'm, I'm not gonna sit here and slam it strokes. is that's ridiculous but there are there is there is more than one way of playing a game, and Stokes showed that headingly in 2019.
0: Yeah, there is, and, but uh, I'm not going to defend the lad. You know, I'm not going to sit here and defend somebody. Who, uh, obviously, everybody knows I'm, I'm close to. It was a poor execution of a shot. You know, it was there to be hit. He hit it, and he hit it in the air, and he got caught, and he got caught with a fantastic catch. You know, players are allowed to take fantastic catches, even fast bowlers. Yeah, you know, I've I've found myself in many a times in a position where balls come to me and it's stuck, and you think, "Wow, what a catch that was!" From somebody who, who should have been sort of saying, "Come on, chuck it back," and then letting it go past you. Look, there are things in this game. I think naivety, captaincy, wanting to, I think, express themselves in a certain positive frame of mind, and I think this is going to be. After this test match, I hope Brendan sits down with Ben and they go through the whole four test matches, going into South Africa, and this is what I would do. I'd sit him down and talk to him about there's positivity, there's recklessness. Um, there are times where you have to sit in and still be the same positive mentality of captain. Um, I just think all this, all this nonsense I was going to say something else there. All this nonsense of Baz Ball. I'm sick of hearing that. Baz Ball this yeah. and Baz Ball that. What Shall, a we load sh-
1: Shall we just stop using it now?
0: Yeah, it's a lot of nonsense. Do you know what I mean? But there was times I was watching yesterday uh, over the course of the last two days. Even, you know, at 98 for five, Richard Pan starts running down the wicket. England have got five slips. Maybe People might be saying, well, what's this got to do with Ben Stokes' batting and getting dismissal? But This is what Ben's got to learn. As a captain, there has been a lot of talk over the course of the last month about his approach, his mentality, and it's right that he's got that. But sometimes you've got to be calculated in the way you think of how being positive and what being positive means. As as Russia Pat got going in that innings, and I'm watching it, and I'm going, you know what? It's like bowling. It was like bowling at Sanath Jayasuriya. Suriya Sire. both had a go with me one day on air saying, what on earth has Harmison got a deep point for? And I'm going, well, to be honest, a deep point is more in the game than fourth slip. Because if I bowl a half volley, wide of off stump there's a good chance deep point's going to get a catch. And I was watching, and, and, it, and I, actually it's a great bit of a comedy goal that Beefy said that the next ball, I bowled a big, wide-ranking long up, And, Senna smashed it straight down and Gilo slow at deep point. Hmm. There were times when Pants Innings was going along. I'm going, Ben, get rid of third slip, get rid of, or oh, get rid of fourth slip, get rid of fifth slip, have a third man and a, a third man and a deep point or a deep cover or mid-on and mid-off back. Because this bloke's still going to go and try and hit you. He's still going to try and hit your bowlers in them way, shape, or form. And if he doesn't do that, then you put him on the back foot, mentality-wise, goes into his shell, and you've got more chance of nicking him off that bit. But at the time, it's like, got 100 for five, 120 for five, 140 for five, 150 for five. We've still got five slips in. And I'm going, hold on, you've got to be careful here. And that's naivety of what the mentality it looks like from the side. Wow, look, this is positivity. This is basketball. This is five slips. We are going in the right direction. No, we're not. You've got to be calculated in your decisions. And I think sometimes the calculation and the decisions of being positive to what the outside public want to see, to actually being calculated in being positivity, um, decision making of making a d- difference in the game, I think are two different things. And I think that's something that Ben needs to look at, along with Brendan and the management team, over the course of these last sort of four or five weeks to make sure we are better when it comes to against South Africa. His decision making at shot selection twice now, three times now, might be in question. And I think some of the field positions, as much as he's wanting to tell the world, oh look at me, I've got four or five slips. And I'm got I'm wanting my bowlers to get the outside egg and outside edge and take a chance. That's all fine. But at the end of the day, if it's nipping about a bit, the ball's only going to go to first, second, possibly third at a push. The rest of the, the rest of the guys are, are not in the game. So put them in, put them in sort of def- not defensive fields, but put them in places where you create pressure. I thought, yes, yesterday, when, or the other day, when Pant was going, the release of pressure was too easy for for Pant and Jadeja. and then by the end of it, by the end of the day, they were, they were giving England the runaround.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you've got you've got it bang on. I, I just I just feel with England, and I've said this before, but. You know, I used to play a lot of poker and and, let, and when you're a chip leader, one of the things you do is you basically bully the rest of the table. Um, you just, you bet big, you bet regularly and you basically knock out as many people as you can because, of course, if you've got a, a small stack, you can't risk. Um, you just can't make the risks, okay? So I understand what Stokes and McCullum and England are doing, but at the end of the day there's two things firstly they're not chip leaders because they don't have the australian team from the start of the century or the west indian side from the 1980s so they're kind of bluffing and the other thing is if you show your hand like england are doing the opposition know exactly what you're going to do and the element of surprise is lost and essentially people get wise to what you're what you're up what you're up for so um you need you need to be able to win ugly you need to be able to win in, in in all the different ways that you can win a test match so as attractive as it's been and as entertaining as it's been and I've been on talk sport for the last month waxing lyrical about how great this entertainment is there's still part of me that just just wonders like takur for instance right when you consider england were bowled out for 6 in 61 overs So you've got to say they've missed out on 19 overs where you'd feel the ball would be, the bat would be dominating the ball. You know, surely you just think to yourself, hang on, we've got 10 overs of Thakur here. He shouldn't be getting us out. No disrespect to the, well, there there is disrespect to the bowler, but he's not Jasprit Boomer bowling with a new ball. And he's not Mohamed Shami. You've got to capitalize on those periods of the game. Um, And, to throw it away and essentially miss out on that that gold, that good stuff, I just, well, it, England will probably lose. Um Yeah, and I think that's it's not it's not just down to that moment, of course. They were eighty three, no. they were eighty-three for five, although one of those wickets was Jack Lee. So, you know, that that's it is just how it is. But it will be interesting to see if he continues. We remember Kevin Peterson, that's just how I play. It wasn't uh, the decision making behind the no. shot, it was the poor execution. This is a whole team that's going to be doing that. It's going yeah. to be, uh, well, Andy Jacobs' rants on a Monday are going to be phenomenal.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, where, that's what I mean by, look, you, it's, look Ben Stokes' first four, four games as captain, it's his first month, first month of, of uh, Brendan McCollum. We we've gone from winning one game in 17 to exciting the country. And this is what I mean, that these are little things that we need to pick up on yeah. And I hope that Paul Collingwood, John Lewis, Marcus Triscothic, along with Brendan, and then Ben sit down and go, Do you know what? Let's watch what we've done over the course of the last four and a half, five weeks. We played against a side who were the world test champions, but we've got to look at the weren't they weren't in peak you, know, peak, you know, peak fitness. Um the power there were. They had a couple of bowlers went down, didn't have a spin-up. We look at the Indian game, whichever way it goes, if England win or England lose, whichever way it goes. And we just try and get better. And I think as long as we are trying to get better, and I've got no doubt that this will happen, then I think we're going in the right direction. We are going in the right direction. You know, this is a bit of a doom and gloom podcast, because I think there are, we can see things that, a little bit of naivety of trying the message to be positive. And there's a difference between positive and recklessness. And I think there has been times in the over the course of three and a half, four weeks, there's been a bit of recklessness. And I think what England have got to do is just iron that out. Iron that out. Then making decisions on the field with fielding positions, when to go, when to sit in. It's the same with the batting, when to go, when to sit in. And I think... We've just got to get better at that. And I think if we do get better at that, this side's going massively in the right direction. We are a, we are a completely different side, performance-wise, to what we were for the last 17 test matches before we came into this summer. We were a shell for that time. Now, you know, we're we're hitting the ball better. You know, we are you know, we've got players who are looking to are, are making big scores. We've got bowlers who are attacking more, and you know, we've got we, we are executing our skill sets a lot better than we have been for the, the, the sort of last two years. We've just got to just rent it in a little bit and be a little bit more calculated. And I think we'll be a hell of a lot stronger as a unit against Africa. One
1: size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
0: Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a
1: T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. What is going to happen tomorrow? Okay then, homie, what is going to happen tomorrow?
0: I, 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 I can't see anything other than an Indian victory. I said that right at the very start of the game because I think England had to push for the victory. Ben Stokes made the right court the to toss and he bat, he did, he, and he was justified at 98 for five. He was. I think a little bit of naivety with whether captaincy field positions are, and didn't bowl India out for 225, 250, which possibly could have if they're getting rid of Pant. Um, but India are a, are a fine side and a phenomenal side. They bowled brilliantly, um, took their chances. I think India will get 425, 450. I don't think India will just bat, bat, and bat and completely take England out of the game because I still think the World Test Championship points mean a lot to India when it comes to the grand scheme of things, especially when India have got South Africa around the corner, second versus third, India want to be in the the World Test Championship. So I think India will try and win this game. Um, I just think the minute that gets 300, 325 and beyond, then England are out of it. You can say what you want about going chasing the game. But Judeja then comes into play because he's a proper spinner. And I, I think this bowling attack of India's is, is, is a fine bowling attack. And in England probably will come unstuck. If it doesn't happen late tomorrow night, I think it will happen. I think it will happen very, very early Tuesday morning.
1: Okay, homie. Um, I think you're right, for instance, for for what it's worth. And uh, you did say on day one, if India get 400, then they're going to win this test match. They did get 400. Um, and it does look likely they're going to win this test match. And you know what? If they do fair play, because uh, I've, I've absolutely enjoyed seeing some quality quality on both sides, going up against each other and a sin against Kohli, but we'll never see that again, probably. So uh, that was great. Rishabh Pant, uh, absolutely phenomenal. Pajara back in the side today. Uh, Bear Stowe with his 11th test century. Um, oh, it's been phenomenal. So, uh, hopefully, we get a good day and a half of it uh, to come. And uh, we'll be uh, reflecting on that here on the following on podcast. <laughs>